Hey everybody and welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris and tonight, tonight, uh, actually what I'm looking forward to is a really good game of trivia here tonight because I have got a bunch of my friends and my lovely wife Leah gathered around and we are going to be playing a very Leah-inspired game of trivia. So... Before we get into it, let's go around the room, the fictional room, the, the Zoom room, we'll call it, and let's meet our guests, starting to my left, my lovely wife, Leah. How you doing, babe? What you drinking? I'm doing wonderful. I am drinking some um, White Claw Hard Seltzer. Um, it's a ruby grapefruit flavor. It's promoted as having 100 calories, 5% alcohol by volume. Is that alcohol over volume? Alcohol by volume. Is that how you say ABV. It? Okay. Alcohol by volume. Okay. Well, it just has like a fraction. It's alcohol fraction sign volume. Um, and it's, <laughs> I'm not a bad person. Um, and it's gluten-free. So for you gluten-free people, um, pick up some hard, hard seltzer by White Claw. Or or don't. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a hard seltzer fan. Um, although that will speak to a very interesting bet Mike and I will be have coming. Michael, Mike and I will have coming up soon. Uh, speaking of that couple out in Alabama, let's start with Nikki. Nikki, how you doing? What you drinking? Because you know what? It is Saturday night. It It is Saturday. Wow. I can actually drink tonight. Um, yeah, I've been uh, giving up alcohol a little bit through the week to be good. Uh, but I'm drinking some Boggle Vineyards Merlot. Basically, I believe it was BOGO at Publix. So yes. I'm enjoying some Boggle BOGO. Uh <laughs> Bogo, I love it. <laughs> it is it. I mean, it's fine. It tastes like red wine, so <laughs> I'm not complaining. It was apparently the American winery of the year in 2019, oh. according to wine enthusiasts. Well, oh. that's quite, I mean, you know, and honestly, I really like Merlot. I kind of feel bad because I feel like the movie Sideways, oh, yeah. like people started saying that they didn't like Merlot, and I think I convinced myself I didn't like it because of the movie. And even in the movie, he only didn't like it because it was his ex-wife's favorite. Like, and it got a really bad name. Like, actually, Merlot sales, like, dived after Sideways, which is crazy. Merlot is actually probably one of my favorite red wines. I mm. feel kind of bad that I, like, you know, just thought I didn't like it because yeah. Paul Giamatti is just so convincing. They, they, they added the T on the end and rebranded themselves Merlot and oh, it took okay. off again. Gotcha, gotcha. God, don't make me laugh at bad jokes this early in a recording. That was, ter that was terrible. Uh, you heard him. You love him. Uh, Sarah tolerates him. Mike, how you doing? What you drinking? I'm doing great. Uh, we got our uh, COVID vaccines today. We did the J&J, &J, so one and done. Uh, so far, no side effects, so that's good. Uh, you know, Bill Gates is tracking us now, but he was already tracking us through our phones anyway, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> what's, what's a microchip in your body, you know, anyway. But no, uh, we're doing good. Uh, I have, stop me if you've heard this one before, I have another selection from the Trim Tab Brewing Company. Uh, yeah, it's another one of their Light Visions Collection IPAs. Uh, they're, of course, out of Birmingham, Alabama. This one is called Secret Worlds. It is 8 and 8% 8 ABV. They actually do have ABV on my can. Uh, it's a double IPA with Strata, Galaxy, and Azaka hops. It's actually a really pretty can. I like that. Thank like, you, yeah. yeah. It has, like, I like the circle and the triangle. So when it says Secret Worlds, it looks very, like... Oh, and it's got a quote on it, too. Okay. It says, it's a quote from Carl Sagan. Imagination will often carry us to worlds that never were, but without it, we go nowhere. I like that. Mm. It looks That's very inspiring. galactical. Oh, yeah. 
I've actually I actually had a uh, can of this earlier, and it is it is very good. Their uh, their Light Visions collection has never steered me wrong. They just have a lot of good IPAs. Uh, their 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 attention to flavor profiles excellent, and uh, they tend to be more on the citrusy end and less on the piney end, which is what I like. So, oh, there you go. I don't think I've ever seen you drink out of a glass in this podcast before, so this is interesting. Really? Yeah. I also don't he pay attention felt like being fancy tonight, I guess. Well, so I, I swear sometimes these things taste better in the glass. They do. I mean, well, that's like, I actually think that they're supposed to, like... It's supposed to enhance the flavor. It's supposed yeah. to enhance the flavor. Mm-hmm. It's like a thing. So, speaking of things that taste better in a glass, I have got... Uh, this will actually... If you can see I definitely this. thought you were segueing to Sarah there on that. With that opening. <laughs> I was like, what is he I saying? I didn't tell. <laughs> He is the master of the really weird, awkward segue. So I am. I am. Uh, no, this is. Uh, this will end up being a bottle kill if I have one more glass of this. But this is the uh, George Dickel Bottled in Bond Tennessee Whiskey. Uh, whiskey Advocates Whiskey of the Year, I think, in 2013. Uh, this particular bottle was bottled back in the fall of 2005. So, uh, really, this was bottled right after I graduated college. And I'm just now drinking it. And that actually makes me feel young again. So I'm going to take that as a win, and I'm going to take this with a little bit of an ice cube, and, like, I've had it before. I know it's delicious. I'm not going to delay any further. Let's go out to Reno, Nevada. Sarah, how you doing? What you drinking? Hello, hello. Uh, I am excited tonight because I have a can for the first time, so I can do Mike's signature can sound move um i accidentally <laughs> grabbed the wrong one though i was looking for the uh dirty wookie by the brewer's cabinet here in reno nevada and i ended up grabbing something my brother left in the fridge which is a blackberry current apple hard cider from avid cider company out of bend oregon Ooh. so I don't know if this is a good or bad choice. feel like the sound wasn't as good as bikes, so <laughs> off to a great start. Practice. Practice makes perfect. Sarah, did you say the other beer was called the Dirty Wookie? It is. It is. It's a That's nice amazing. ale. amazing. Well, let's go ahead. Let's bring this over to our quiz master. Leah, tell us what we're in store for tonight. All right. Well, I think we have a pretty fun game planned. Um, we've got kind of our typical game we'll have a pre-game round uh four rounds of trivia split in half by a halftime round um and then um instead of having our typical wager round we will be having an interesting final question where we can earn maybe a lot of points maybe just a few points who knows we'll see so uh We'll go ahead and get started. Like I said, that this I feel like this is going to be a very fun game. I've been working on this game for a couple months now. Um, and these are the types of questions that uh, Leah would like to play. Um, so hopefully you guys will also share those same feelings when uh, we get to each round. So we'll go ahead and get started with our pregame round. The teams uh, tonight are Mike and Nikki versus Chris and Sarah. And each round will kind of have a different um, theme, which I'll explain, and maybe also different rules. Um, but for our pregame, it's going to be a, a fairly typical pregame. I am going to give you one topic. There will be five different, I guess, subtopics that you're going to give me answers to, and both teams will lock in for each question. And each correct question will be worth two points. So here is your pregame question. 
Your category for your pregame is music from the past 20-ish years. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Carry the one. <laughs> yeah, 20-ish. 20-ish years. Yeah. Um, 21st century music. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so American singer-songwriter Pink has released eight studio albums, three live albums, five compilation albums, 49 singles, six promotional singles, and 44 music videos. I wrote this back in January. I just saw that she's releasing a new one as well. So, like, because I follow her on Instagram. So, add one to each of those things. Um, She has also collaborated with many of the industry's elite artists. So, I'm going to give you a list of musical artists, and you're going to tell me whether or not Pink has ever had a single that featured them. They could have also had a song that featured her, by the way. Uh, either way, she's accredited on the single with the artist okay. that I'm going to give you, all right? So two points apiece for each correct answer. Uh, each team will lock in e- with each um, question. All right, so your first artist is Steven Tyler. Never gonna dance again. Does Steven Tyler sing that song? No. Oh. <laughs> Alright, Mike and Nikki are gonna walk in. Alright, so Chris and Sarah can talk it out. Sarah, are you a pink fan at all? Uh, I've heard a few of her songs. Okay. I, I mean, mediocre fan, I guess. I don't dislike Pink. Um, I think that this one is true. I can't name the the handful of songs from Pink I know. I don't know anything with Steven Tyler, but if you have any, I'm not a music guy. If you think it's true, let's go with it. I, I, I mean, I initially thought it was true, so. Let's do it. We'll go true. All right. We'll go true. Okay, so Sarah and Chris say true. Mike and Nikki, what did you say? Yeah, to be honest, I uh, I don't know a whole lot about a lot about Pink. Uh, I know her real name is Alicia Moore, which is one of the ones that I memorized because it always comes up at pub trivia, and that's the extent of it. Uh, so I didn't really, we didn't really know, uh, but for some reason, this collaboration felt authentic. So we said yes, they had collaborated. All right, so your correct answer is yes. They actually, this was actually um, a deep cut from Pink's classic 2001 LP, Misunderstood. Except it's not spelt like misunderstood. It's got some Z's in the middle, some exclamation points. It's very weird spelling. Um, But the song Misery, which is the one they collaborated on, um, it's one of her lesser known ones. um, But it's a shame because it's actually one of her biggest vocal showcases on the entire album. Um... This is girl can sing. Yeah, it says. Oh this, yeah. This whatever description this is that I'm reading, the song's pounding melody is reminiscent of an Aerosmith power ballad, but Pink's vocal prowess definitely matches up to Tyler's. So, per, the person who I got this info from was clearly a fan. So, misery featuring <laughs> Steven Tyler on the Misunderstood album. Nicely done, everyone. Woohoo! Yay! All right, so your second collab is Keith Urban. Yeah, uh, we'll lock in. All right, Chris and Sarah. All right, Sarah. Um, I I can't picture those two voices going together, but that might also be the fact that I can't stand Keith Urban. 
You can't sing Keith Urban? I can't stand Keith Urban. His voice drives oh. me crazy. <laughs> I think this one is true, and I think it was pretty recent. Um, they they won an award. I, I want to say they won an award. Like a country music award or like a pop music award? Like a country music award? I'm, try, I'm trying to remember, but I remember I've heard... It feels. I, th- like, I think it was Keith Urban. It feels like there's a couple of those artists from like the early 2000s that are now moving into the country space, or not even not moving into the country space, but they're like doing stuff in country music. And like, uh, what's her name comes to mind? Kelly Clarkson comes to mind. Uh, Aaron Lewis from Stained comes to mind. So I'm okay going with True, but I I have zero faith in that answer. Yeah, I want to say, I mean, I I can't remember if it's Keith Urban in general, but I remember she did one with a country singer, so I would... Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. That's Keith Urban. That works for me. Keith Urban. Yes, true. Okay, true. All right, Mike and Nikki, what did you say? Yeah, I I had the same inclination as Sarah. Sarah, I know that she did a did a single with a country artist pretty recently, and so I went with, we went with true, because... I mean, it could have been Keith Urban. It could have been another one. But I know that she did a country song recently because my mom was talking about it. But I can't remember if it was Keith Urban. But we said true. All right. So your correct answer is true. Nicely done, everyone. This was from Urban's 11th studio album, The Speed of Now Part 1. And it was released in 2020. So I don't have any facts on it. But it's very possible that it won an award recently if the song came out. I know it came out in quarantine last year. So... Um, the the song, Grammys just happened, right? Yeah, so maybe that's what it was. But the song is called oh, One Too Many. I don't even many. know the song, but yeah. Yeah, it's called One Too Many. And I'm all, I'll only tell you this because it's not also going to come up on here. But my favorite song that she does that's a collaboration is with Kenny Chesney. Um, and I play that one a lot. And that, so, that's what I'm thinking of. Yes, yes. So um, I, But I didn't want to put that one on here because I figured you would probably get it because I do yeah, play it it's a lot. A, what's that song called? Because we uh, were up all night and we were, were feeling so good. good. Yeah, we, we got, got a little, little higher than we probably should. Yeah, what? I sing that one a lot. So that's just okay. a shout out to download that one if you're going to download one of these collabs. That's a great collaboration <laughs> too. I, I of the country of the country artists like Kenny is one of my three that I actually like. So. Yeah, and I actually like Keith Urban's voice, but I did not like this single. So um, that's why I'm I'm promoting the Kenny Chesney collab instead of this Keith Urban one that I listed on here. <laughs> uh, just my own opinion, guys. Um, all right, so the third collab is Eminem. And Eminem is spelled E-M-I-N-E-M, not M at a and sign M. And present. Yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> yeah, we'll actually go ahead and lock in. All right, so Mike and Nikki, you guys can talk it out. Again, I just, I feel bad. I, I, I feel like I like... I mean, I, I, I know Pink's song, some of her songs here and there, but I right. just I haven't really kept track of her. And I know she does a lot of collaborations. This one, for some reason, sounds like it could be true, but I, I that's couldn't name where the I... song, so I just don't know. Like, yeah, that's kind of where, she m- where so my mind went. She does so many collaborations. She yeah, does it's... a lot of duets. Um, it's weird. I'm I'm feeling shame because I I like pretty much everything that I've heard Pink do, but it's she's just not an artist I've ever dove dove particularly deep into. Um, you've inspired me. I'm gonna do the Pink Peloton ride. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> there is one. There you go. Uh, but um, yeah, without without really a leg to stand on, I guess you want to go ahead and lock in. Yes, again. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. All right. So Mike and Nikki say yes. Sarah and Chris, what did you say? 
We actually said no. I I feel like this would be a super cool collab if there was one. I surprisingly really like Eminem. And I, and I could be wrong, but I don't remember a pink Eminem collaboration. All right. So we've got one yes, one no. So finally, there's going to be a change in our scoring. Uh, so the correct answer is actually yes. So here's the funny story about that is that they both collaborated collaborated with each other twice whoa so the duo first appeared together in 2010 on the rapper's album uh recovery where pink sang the hook on won't back down song won't back down um it oh that's right okay yeah, it yeah, actually yeah. wasn't released as a single but it did peak number 62 on the billboard hot 100 um and then two years later eminem returned the favor and added a verse to pink's party starting song here comes the weekend off of her the truth about love album so they must be they must be fairly decent collab partners to do it on each of their albums so yay so uh yeah mike and nikki will pick up uh two points there nice sarah this is why no one listens to chris when it comes to music just throwing that (laughs) out there i didn't remember them and i feel like i should so I, i was with you i was thinking no all right so question number four uh, your collaborate possible collaboration is with uh, the band Fun. Yeah, we'll lock in. All right. Uh, Chris and Sarah are locked in. Mike and Nikki can talk it out. It's going to drive me nuts because there's one pink duet song that I that it comes on a lot that I really like. And I just don't know who the male singer is. But he's someone fairly like. But it's just one guy, so it's not the, the whole band. Well, and I think maybe that's the trick because the guy, the lead singer from Fun, I know mm. has done a lot of, and previously from the band The Format, which mm-hmm. was awesome. Uh, I know he's done a lot of different collabs, like, but as more of a solo artist. And mm-hmm. I think he might have done one with Pink, but I don't think it was with the band. Well, as I, as I don't, he, I, she does this, I mean, this one song, it's really good, but I, I, and he's like a recent guy, but I, I mean, this this probably came out. I mean, five six five years ago. Yeah. It wasn't like you know, super recent. Um, but I mean, fun. Yeah. You know, they were big. But I want to say, I, years but ago, I, so. I want to say it was like when the like whoever I just don't know who the guy was, but I can't um, I can't remember his name, but I th- I think. I think it would be more likely that she would have collaborated with just him and not the band. So my inclination is to say probably not. It wasn't with definitely was just one guy. So I would, I mean, it wasn't the band. Okay. So I I think if you're okay, I think we, I think I'd go with no on this. Okay. We'll go with no. Plus game theory. We haven't had no yet. Wow. Leah could just be like game theory. What? For sure. She, and she very frequently. That's right. Um, I mean, I, I know. Yeah. Maybe I feel like if I saw, if she said his name, I would know what it is. Cause I've seen it on my Pandora right. before, but I don't, I, I don't know what the guys, what is the lead singer's name from fun? I, I can't remember, but it's kind of a weird name. Okay. So I anyway. don't know. All right. So we'll say no. All right. So Mike and Nikki said no, Sarah and Chris, what did you say? So I hijacked this one from Sarah and I know that I just said, don't listen to Chris when it comes to music, but I felt pretty good about this because I remember, um, Despite the name of the band Fun, the songs from them I know are anything but fun. They're usually depressing. And I think the song with Pink is in that same vein. It's a, it's a very good song, but it's depressing. I don't know what it's called, but I'm 99% sure they did. All right. So Mike and Nikki said no. Chris and Sarah said yes. 
give me just a reason, just a little oh, bit. Oh, I guess the song. I thought it was that one. I thought that was just the guy. I didn't think that was the whole. That's yeah. exactly yeah. the song I was thinking yep. of, but yeah. I thought it was and, just. And so, Mike and Nikki, you guys are 100% spot on. This was a trick question because she yep. released that song with the fun singer Nate Roos. R-E-U-S-S. I always pronounce it Roos. Okay. Nate Roos. Yeah. Um, but it was him as a solo artist after he had already left the band fun. Well, so I, the answer for that would have been no. I really like I that song. I don't know him by his Actually, name. I only know him as the lead singer of the band Shelter. <laughs> Isn't that what Mike just said the band's name was? The other band? It wasn't it. called Shelter. Oh, no. You're talking, about, you're talking about the format? Format. Yeah, sure. <laughs> don't listen to me. I'm drunk. <laughs> okay. Oh, good. We're not even out of the pregame yet. This is going to go awesome. All right. And so your final question in this round, um, which is going great so far, guys. I hope we all are learning a little bit about Pink. Um, is uh, the co- possible collaboration is with the Pussycat Dolls. I think I'm breaking, Chris. It's so sad. At least I know you didn't check my uh, questions ahead of time while I was in the <laughs> other room. <laughs> It looks like Mike and Nick, you're having a very spirited debate. <laughs> we and we'll, we will go ahead and lock in, though. Okay, so Chris and Sarah, feel free to talk about the Pussycat Dolls. Uh, Sarah, the one thing I know about the Pussycat Dolls is that Nicole Scherzinger, 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 um, is not only talented but just drop dead gorgeous. What do you have to add to this conversation? Because I am not helpful at all. Uh, yeah, I think she's drop dead gorgeous. Also, I don't know who that is, but I trust your taste. Uh, do you watch uh, The Masked Singer? No. Oh, thank God, you're so smart. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I feel like we big hide wrong, but I I kind of still feel like this is a no from me. See, I was leaning the other way. I don't I remember her doing a lot of like. With other chicks, I mean, obviously Lady Marmalade, but like, I'm wondering, could this be like a trick question where it's like, no, it wasn't with the Pussycat dolls, but it was with Heather, the fifth Pussycat doll. Nicole Schlesing- Scherzinger. Schlesinger. I think Scherzinger. 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 I think it's a girl at the end. Okay, I- I'm good with. I don't care. <laughs> we can go with no. That's fine. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean. Anything to get the music round over quicker. Yeah, I'd put, let's go now. All right, so Chris and Sarah say no. Mike and Nikki, what did you say? Well, I do actually have a little brief trivia about Nicole Scherzinger that I found out not that long ago that kind of blew my mind. If anybody remembers the band Days of the New, I was really a big fan of theirs back in the late 90s. And she was actually, I think it was like her very first thing that she ever recorded was as a backing guest vocalist on their second album, which, yeah, I just, that was just a random piece of trivia that I came across uh, when I pulled that album out of mothballs uh, that they'd been, that had been sitting in about 20 years and listened to it not that long ago. Uh, And for the record, uh, Nikki and I actually really do enjoy The Masked Singer, even though we're about two seasons behind, so... Yeah, but it took me a whole year to even realize that Nicole Scherzinger was like a member of the Pussycat Dolls. I was like, who is this chick on that <laughs> and, and it took me two episodes beyond that to realize that Josie and the Pussycats and the Pussycat Dolls are two separate things. Yeah. Uh, but we all you're... agree she's gorgeous, right? Like we're all in a Oh, oh, oh yeah. She's beautiful. And she dated like everybody in the 90s, but. <laughs> oh, no, no, that I did. That I did not know. But, uh, but no, uh, 
for whatever reason, we, we didn't have much to, to stand on. Uh, we went back and forth a little bit, but we ultimately settled on no for some reason. Uh, it just it didn't seem like something that would be in Pink's wheelhouse, so we said no. Okay, so your correct answer is no. Um, it was not really a trick question, but she did release um, a song called Dear Mr. President with the Indigo Girls. And so when I saw that 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 was one of the ones I was going to have the Indigo Girls on here, and I was like, but who would really know that? So I tried to pick another chick band um, to put in here to make it no, but close enough. So, all right. So um, coming out of that pregame round, um, I think we all need to get a Peloton and uh, jam out to ride. some pink. Yeah, take the pink ride. Because um, I picked that round for the kind of the same reason as you guys were saying. Like, I like a lot of pink songs, but when I looked at the list, I was like, I've never heard of half of these songs that she's known for collaborations with. So I feel like I learned a little bit. Now I have a little bit more respect for her. Okay, so after the pre- pre-game round, our scores stand at Mike and Nikki picked up 10 points, and Chris and Sarah have six. All right. All right, so we're going into round one, and this round, every team will be answering questions um, individually, so you won't have to both lock in for every question. Um, I will give you the round title, and then I'll give you four subcategories. And you guys, um, when it's your team's turn, you get to pick from one of the subcategories and you will get the question that goes along with it. So round one, the uh, main category is marketing and advertising. Uh, Mike and Nikki, since you're leading after the um, pregame, I'll let you guys pick first in this round and then we'll alternate every round of who gets to pick first. Um, And your subcategories to pick questions from are slogans, commercials, games, and athletes. How do you feel on markets and advertising? Um, I mean, I know I get marketed and advertised to every day. Right. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I can feel maybe commercials. I'm pretty, maybe, I mean, it just depends on like, I mean, like older commercials I'm better at. Like now, like right. nobody watches commercials. It, exactly. Um, but if you I, I feel, with athletes, you I, know. I feel, I, re- I really feel, uh, decent but not great on any of them like it really would just depend but i'm happy with commercials yeah, let's, let's, let's do that. Just, well we're gonna go with commercials we're gonna walk on the wild side here do 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 sorry okay so mike and nikki are gonna take uh the question in the commercials round so here is your question christmas bells is a commercial that first premiered in 1989 and has run every holiday season since what product does this commercial advertise I think it's the Hershey Kisses, yeah. right? Is yeah. it? Where, ding, ding, and then yeah. the last one goes whew, with yeah. the flag, yeah. right? Yeah. I think that's it. I didn't realize it was that old, but yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, Hershey's Kisses. All right, and so Hershey's Kisses is correct. Nicely done. I actually um, have been watching these. I've, I'm a big fan of like the old school commercials, and so like I remember this commercial being on when I was super super young. And every year when I see it, I'm like, how how do they not update this commercial at all in like decades? Um, and so while I was researching the reason why, it was they just say nope, we've we just run the same commercial since 1989. So hmm, thought that was interesting. It's probably one of those things like Charlie, like a Charlie Brown Christmas. You feel like it's not completely Christmas unless, unless, you you, in, unless yeah. you've seen that commercial. For sure. All right. So nice then. So you'll pick up uh, each question in this round is worth 10 points. So Mike and Nikki pick up 10 points. All right. So Sarah and Chris, you get to pick from slogans, games, and athletes. 
Leah, real quick question. Yeah. Are, are we doing rebounds at all? I forgot to ask after oh, that. No, we're not going to do rebounds. Okay, not going to bother. We're not no going to care about rebounds today. <laughs> this ain't no basketball game we're going. March Madness is over. We're moving on to baseball. There's no rebounds in baseball. <laughs> Sarah, what are you thinking? <laughs> um, I probably feel a little more confident on slogans. Than the other ones? Athletes? No, you feel better with slogans than you do athletes? Well, I mean, what are you what are you feeling? I, absolutely not. I'm relying on you to carry us entirely. <laughs> I so I'm not just have been jumping on your back. the entire pregame. <laughs> I took the pregame literally and I pregamed the actual Oh game. my gosh, you already did your bottle kill. <laughs> yeah, oh, I forgot to mention guys, the bottle's gone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and I still feel confident with you with the empty bottle than I do with me on any of these. Hold on. I am moving on. Hold on. Let me get this sound here. Oh, to my gosh. A, is that a hard nice. seltzer? To a disgusting white claw hard seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> my blackberry currant apple juice kind of basically tastes like juice. Oh, that's nice. This is going to taste like crappy water. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll do slogans. That's fine. Okay, so here's your question in the category of slogans. Oh my god, that's nasty. <laughs> Was okay. that the answer to your question? <laughs> Why? This makes the bet with Mike over the Oscars this year even more interesting. <laughs> Okay, so here is your question in the category of slogans. Just for the taste of it was the slogan for what product back in 1982, and it was revived in 1995 and 2009. I'm glad there's no rebound, because Mike is slapping his knee over in freaking Huntsville. You have any idea? I think it's a... It sounds like... A Coke product, it like, like Coke a drink. or Diet Coke? I want to say it's like a Diet Pepsi or Coke. Just for the... I think it's the Diet one. Um, yeah, because you, you don't drink regular Coke. You drink, like, Diet for just for the taste of it, right? Right. What were the years again, Leah? Um, it started in 1982, and it the slogan was revived in 1995, and then again in 2009. Okay, so 82 Isn't kind of a, sounds about uh, right for the Diet Coke, like, or the Diet Soda, like, launch. Yeah. I think, I'm trying to remember what a... Could it be, like, Diet I think Dr. it's on the box Pepper? of... Huh? So, if it's on the box, it's not Diet Coke, and it's not Diet Pepsi. If it's on the box, it's neither of those, because we buy those enough that I can tell you it's not. Maybe it is, in fact, White Claw, because I don't know what the hell this box looked like, but this, this fills the water, so it's like... <laughs> no, it... it... <laughs> It's definitely the diet. No, I, it's uh, which one is it though? It's a diet one. Uh, is it Coke or Pepsi? I'm trying to. Isn't Coke in this? No. I feel which one's the silver can? The, they're both in silver cans. The diet Fantastic. Pepsi is the shiny silver. The diet Coke is the the dull and silver. But diet Pepsi used to be in a white can. This is the stuff I remember. Not Eminem and Pink <laughs> freaking teaming up twice. I remember the color of a freaking Diet Pepsi can from 1990 freaking two. 
I'm leaning towards uh, Diet Coke. My money on Diet Coke. Yeah, I'm. Le- you you want to go with that? Yeah, if it's if it's Pepsi, I'm gonna be pissed. But I, I yeah, I think it's Diet Coke. That's I'm I'm 100 percent on board with that. We'll go with Diet Coke. Okay. Just for the taste of it, Diet Coke. Oh yes. That is correct. Once you put it in that cadence, it made sense. Diet Coke. It made so much sense. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I used to be a hardcore like commercial jingle person, and so I, I almost made this whole category just about like different jingles and commercials, but I didn't. <laughs> um, so, yeah, great job. You guys pick up 10 points. All right, so Mike and Nikki, you guys get to pick from the remaining categories. Games or athletes? I think we're going to go with athletes. Yeah. All right. You will know this. Maybe not. <laughs> so here is your question. In 2011, what popular NFL outside linebacker signed a deal to be the spokesperson for Suave for Men? Oh, goodness. Um, a football player. Uh, I'm sure he played for a team. He thought, yeah. <laughs> no, he, uh, he must have been sent. Okay, well, at, at, at first, uh, Troy Polamalu popped in my head, but a he wasn't an outside linebacker, and b I'm pretty sure he was head and shoulders because, but he had like the he had the the, the hair, the luxurious locks. the luxurious locks, exactly. Um, outside line man, suave for men. Well, suave is a is a hair is a, oh yeah, so it's for sure. Be someone with a good head of hair. Oh, it's probably um, maybe Clay Matthews. Uh. My knowledge of this is limited. I think Tom Brady plays football. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, there's another guy too whose name I'm I'm drawing a blank on. Uh, yeah, well, I will just say Clay Matthews. Uh, if it's the if it's the other guy, I'll know his name right away. Um, but I, th- I think we'll say Clay Matthews. All right. Well, I don't have a fun jingle to sing with this one, but your correct answer is Clay Matthews. Nicely Woo-hoo! done. This was either right before, blocks, I guess. <laughs> yeah, this was either right before yeah, or right after uh, their, the Packers Super Bowl win. I'm, is, oh, okay. It would probably be right after. Definitely. Chris, who's the other guy that I'm thinking of that also has luxurious blonde locks? Uh, AJ Goliath? Hawk, maybe. AJ Hawk. Thank you. Yep, that's who it is. Okay. Yeah, I knew. It, yeah, I was like it was Ace. Both for the Packers too at that point. Right, the Packers exactly. Okay, so Mike and Nikki will pick up 10 points there. So that leaves the category of games for uh, Chris and Sarah. Quit playing games with my heart. Here is your question. What simple racing board game is marketed for young children because it requires no reading and minimal counting skills? This colorful game sells about 1 million copies per year. Okay, so a, a simple racing R-A-C-I-N-G? Yes. Board game. And when I had it, it had a hyperlink to racing board game. So racing board game is like whatever category they use because it's got its own hyperlink. Racing board game. Oh, I was initially thinking Hot Wheels, but so, is that a board game? No. I don't think that's a board game. So the two that, like, I don't know what a racing board game means. The two that come to mind, like, just off the top of my head are shoots and ladders and sorry. Cause like, sorry, you're trying oh. to get your pieces around the board. Like once you get them around the board, they kind of line up in a row and then shoots and ladders. You can go up a ladder or down a shoot, but neither one of those strike me as necessarily like a racing game. 
What racing board game? It's a board game, right? It is a board game. It is Can a you repeat the question, game. please? Yes, absolutely. What simple racing board game is marketed for young children because it requires no reading and minimal counting skills? The colorful game sells about 1 million copies per year. I don't think it's either of those, though, because I think shoots and ladders and sorry require counting. Right. Could it... Jesus, I don't... Could it be something as simple as, like, dominoes? So you just have to match? There's no... It's not really really a racing game, is it? I've never played dominoes the way it's supposed to be played. I always kind of, like, set them up in, like, these ornate circles and then tumble them over. (laughs) I don't think that's how you're supposed to play dominoes. Uh, the board game is throwing me off. It, I haven't played it in forever, but what about like Candyland? Are you racing in Candyland? It's a kid's board game. I mean, aren't you? Uh, see, I don't know. Yeah, if they define like initially when she said racing, like I thought of like race cars. Yeah, but I, I, I don't actually thought of that little Hot Wheels track. She was saying that, but no, it, I mean, Candyland, you're racing to the King's Castle. And I think in Candyland, I think you're not like rolling dice or anything. I think you're like picking colors and then putting your your piece at the next color versus like counting out rolling a five. I think you're like drawing a card. And you're like, okay, I'm going to the next blue space. Right, but uh, racing doesn't make sense. But I, you, you are trying to get to the end, so it is kind of a race. Who gets their first wins, right? I think if you're not so. first; you're last. Calm down, Dom Toretto. <laughs> I don't know that I have a better answer than Candyland. No, I, I, I'm on board with that. Pun intended. <laughs> All right, we are on board and on brand with Candyland. <laughs> okay, so uh, Chris and Sarah locked in with Candyland. So a racing board game is a category of board games in which the object is to be the first to move all of the pieces to the end of the track. Uh, this particular board game does use colors, so that's why uh, kids do not have to count how many spaces they get to move. They just follow their person to the colors. And your answer is Candyland. So nice little Well guys. done, Christopher. You guys used your uh, clues. You, we have Candyland though, and you do have to count how many colors. Like if there's if there is a blue that has two. Yeah, you sometimes you have to count to two. Two blues. I guess that's so, why it says it saying. requires no reading and minimal counting no, skills. Yeah. So and I guess minimal, that's the minimal. Yeah, minimal. No, I mean, I, we knew we thought it was Candyland too, but I was like, oh, you do have to count the colors. The the cruel thing in Candyland though is you can draw the card that has one of the special. Piece, special you can literally places. be at the end of the game in the first draw. But you can, but you have if you're towards the end and you draw one of the pieces that's special at the very beginning, you have to go back according to the rules. True. That's not yeah. Fun. So it's a very cutthroat game. That's it is. Well, I'm proud of you guys. You did awesome in the uh, category of advertising and marketing. So yay for you guys. Um, so after round one, the scores are Mike and Nikki have 30 points and Chris and Sarah have 26. Woo-hoo. So it is still anybody's game. Uh, your round two categories are going to be in alliterations. So, uh, Chris and Sarah gets to pick your, your category first, subcategory first. Um, your subcategories for the round of alliterations is higher education, 
literature, movie soundtracks, and fictional places. Uh, Sarah? Don't make that face. Pass. What categories would you like, Sarah? And I'll make sure I write them in in the future. Do you have <laughs> I don't early know, stuff to mid nineties baseball as an option? <laughs> no. No. I tried, Sarah. Uh, Words that rhyme with purple. Um. I- I'm tempted to go higher education, but that's me. Uh, I don't want. I don't know. I'd be okay with literature as well if you want to go literature. I don't even remember the other two. What were they? Movie soundtracks Movie. and fictional places. Okay, let's avoid fictional places. Okay. Um. You pick any of the three. It doesn't matter to me. But what if she wanted fictional places? Then we can go with fictional places. Pick any of the four. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, literature. Literature. Okay, here we go. Said that was one of the ones. <laughs> oh, ugh, me. All right. So here is your question. Wait, uh, you guys went literature? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Good luck. All right. So uh, here's your question. What Charles Dickens novel tells the story of a young man who must find a way to support his mother and sister after his father dies? It has been adapted into stage and film productions, and in 2002, one such film adaption starred Charlie Hunnam, Nathan Lane, and Christopher Plummer, to name a few. Okay, Charles Dickens, multiple adaptations, screams to me. I, I can't... I, Christopher Plummer and Nathan Lane, I I think of for musicals. Oh, Sarah, could it? It's alliterations, right? Could it be a Christmas Carol? CC Christmas Carol. That's Dickens. Oh, look at you! I didn't even. Yeah, that was the main category. Like the we're main gonna, category, huh? We're gonna go with Garfield a Two: Christmas. A Tale of Two Kitties. All right. No. <laughs> also, Dickens. It is. Uh, See, literature, yeah. bitch. <laughs> a Christmas Carol. I, I I don't know much Dickens. Um, I think Oliver Twist might have been Dickens. I don't know. Uh, Christmas Carol is the only Dickens book I know for a fact has at least two words that start with the same letter. Right. I didn't even think of that. Um, I was thinking of one of the other ones, and I... It's not the same word cell. I know Christopher Plummer was in A Christmas Carol. Charlie Hunnam throws me off, but I know there have been multiple adaptations in both film and. Yeah, I don't remember Nathan Lane in one, but I may not have seen all of them. In this iteration, so given the words he gave me, she gave 2002, like Charlie Hunnam would have been a teenager, so he would have been, I don't know. I would hope that Nathan Lane and Christopher Plummer were like the ghosts if it's a Christmas carol. Okay. I don't okay. know. I don't know. That's yeah, the best let's go. I have. Falling in the alliteration theme, I, I, I yeah. I, mean, I like it. 
I'm on board Dickens, with Christmas Carol. A, yeah, it's a Dickens book that has an alliteration. So we'll go, yeah, a Christmas Carol. Okay, so that answer is incorrect. Mike and Nikki, do you have a guess? Uh, my guess. <laughs> oh no. My go. guess. My guess was Nicholas Nickleby, but yeah, I Nicholas don't actually Nickleby. know. But yeah. I was just going. I was trying to come up with Dickens' alliterative names that were not a Christmas Carol, and it was know, either that I, or the Pickwick Papers, and I it didn't, didn't sound know like Pickwick Nicholas Papers. Nickleby was Charles Dickens, to be honest. But that's all him. Well, and it's funny because I I only asked you what your answer would be because I figured you would have it, um, and I wasn't sure how to pronounce it, so I wanted to hear how you pronounce it first, so I didn't sound <laughs> stupid because I've always pronounced it Nicholas. Nicholas Nickleby, but how it's spelt is Nickelby, and I was like, that sounds so stupid. How? Why was like? Why would I always pronounce it Nicholas Nickleby if it's spelt Nicholas Nickelby? So I didn't want to say it incorrectly and sound stupid. But because you pronounced it Nickleby, I'm going with Nickleby, and I'm just gonna say it's just spelt weird, and that Charles Dickens just didn't know what he was doing when he was. Well, it's, I believe it's Nicholas Nickleby. It's, well, it's like okay. it's like Shelby or any yeah. of the other things that end in by, but it's B. I guess, yeah. So, um, and that's definitely Charlie Hunnam. And it Damn was, it. yeah. He played Charlie Hunnam played the lead in, that, in the two thousand two. Yeah. I think Christopher Plummer played like the uncle or something like that. I have no idea who Nathan Lane played, and um, Jamie Bell played, um, uh, I guess like Nick Nicholas's uh, friend that he meets at his like job thing, um, that he kind of takes under his wing. And spoiler alert, he dies. Sorry, so, sorry. Sarah. I didn't have it. No, no need to. All right. So we've got um, two categories left. So we've got higher education and we have. Oh, no, we've got three. Sorry. Uh, higher education, movie soundtracks and fictional places. Mike and Nikki, what would you like? Uh, you choose, baby. Oh, gosh. I don't I mean, I don't I don't feel bad about any of them. So um <laughs> It's like I feel great about them all. <laughs> no, but I, but that's the thing is I don't I don't like there's not one that just jumps out as like ooh that's it. Uh, I guess um, threatening me just because you got yeah I know Chris oh I do while while we're debating this I did I did open a new bottle sorry or a new can sorry I didn't uh, wait and do the the sound there it is uh, but this is this can just has a super cool label this is. Uh, Peace, Love, and Hippie Vison Wheat Beer from Goat Island Brewing. Uh, they're out of Coleman, Alabama, which is local here. I love and, their name is Goat Island. I, I know. I know. But the, yeah, there it's, probably it's, is nothing but goats in Coleman, Alabama. It's a, probably not. <laughs> but it, it's, it's a wheat beer. It's obviously a Hepavison. They call it a Hippie Vison, which I just think is cool. And uh, it's got a great banana-y flavor. Uh, it's a very good Hepavison. Um, I don't know. Uh, fictional places. Fictional places. Actually, that's what I was thinking. Okay. Oh, so. see, look at see, look at that. That's it's that that unspoken connection. Cosmic connection. That's a cosmic connection. That's yeah. right. All right. So here is your question in the category of or subcategory of fictional places. What was the name of the inn and rendezvous point in the Lord of the Rings trilogy? Oh, uh, I knew it was. Gonna, uh, the I think it was the Prancing Pony. Is that right? As soon as she said in, I'm like, it's going to be the one from Lord of the Rings. And what is it? Uh, um, you remember when I'm in the, in the Fellowship yeah, of the Ring well, yeah, where, know, they, they, where they first meet I, I mean, I know where they go to the end, but I I wouldn't remember the name. But yeah, Prancing Ponies. And, that's that's alliterative that's at least. Alliterative, and I think yeah. it's something like that. Okay. I, I don't. I don't that makes else? sense. I mean, Prancing Pony. I mean. Right. I Honestly, I. But, I, I've, I've seen Lord of the Rings. Gosh, I know. But I don't know them. I'm not that. I mean, I, I remember them going to the end. I absolutely remember it, but I don't remember the name. So I, yeah. I think that's a good guess. So 
That's uh, I, I don't I don't know that I'm going to come up with anything better. So if you don't right. have anything better. No, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll go with Prancing Pony. All right. So nicely done. Your answer is the Prancing Pony. <laughs> Good job, I was, baby. I was secretly hoping Chris and uh, Sarah would get that one since I know that their Lord of the Rings knowledge is just <laughs> so glad. huge. I'm so, suddenly so glad we won literature. <laughs> <laughs> it had the same outcome, right? <laughs> All right, so nicely done. Um, you guys pick up 10 points. And so, Chris and Sarah, your uh, categories are in higher education or movie soundtracks. You wanted higher ed, right? Yeah, why not? Let's do that. All right, so here's your question in higher education. What is the term that refers to the highly selective liberal arts colleges in the northeastern United States that are historically women's colleges? Oh, my. <laughs> Sarah, do you have any <laughs> idea? I have no idea. Yeah, I should have given you guys something with alliteration. I knew this was going to be a hard one. I added this one in today. Okay, so women's colleges in New England, and it's going to be an alliteration. So it's either going to start with a C or a U, right? Something colleges or something universities. Chick colleges. <laughs> I'm n- biting my tongue. <laughs> I just thought of a dirty one. It's <laughs> probably not right. No. Uh, I, I I know my my cousins up north. We're looking. A couple of them were looking at some of those universities or those colleges. I, I couldn't name one of them, let alone name what that, what those are, what a nickname for them would be. Would so it, hold on, hold on, hold on. So the like single sex. I don't know. I went to college, folks. I did. I did too. So what, what's time. coming to mind right now, and this may be leading me down a way wrong path, but like the there's the Ivy League schools. Is there a, like a ladies league maybe? Maybe there's the Ivy League and the ladies league um, that kind of compares to maybe some of the more historically male-dominated universities in that area. I don't know. Ladies League? Ooh. Liberal League? I mean, you got liberal arts colleges, which these are, I'm assuming, predominantly liberal arts schools. I, I'm I highly doubt it has chick. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> think the dame dormitories are going to work either. Um, Was it like... I'm glad Mike and Nick are having so much fun with with this. Sisters? The sister schools? Like. There's going to be an alliteration. It's going to be sister something. So sister schools? Sister schools? I'm not going to come up with anything better. I'm really at a loss on this one. All right. We'll go. Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with the sister schools. I, I, yeah. Okay. You guys were so close. Let me tell you. 
Uh, so these colleges were created to provide women with the educational equivalent to the traditionally male Ivy League schools. The name is a reference to the Greek myth about the daughters of the Titan Atlas and the sea nymph Pleione, I want to say. Um, the colleges in this uh, group are Mount, Mount Holyoke, Smith, Wellesley, Bryn Mawr, Bernard College, Ratcliffe and Vassar. Vassar's the one I... Yeah, yeah, and your answer is the Seven Sisters, because there's seven of them. So you guys were really close. You got the Ivy League stuff, you got the Sisters stuff. Um, What... When, he said sister when, school, when you I said thought, sister I thought, schools, I thought that was it. That yeah. was that was really you were never, really I, close, Sarah. I, I honestly don't think I've ever heard that term before. So the the only reason I I've found this, is I, I just added it this morning because I thought that this was really cool. I was watching Gilmore Girls last night when I was trying to break a fever, and Emily, the grandma, refers that she went to Smith, while the, the grandpa went to Yale. That Smith was like the equivalent, like female version of Yale that she went to. So I was like. Oh, let me look this up. And then I saw the list. And I know that I think um, Monica on Friends went to Vassar because she makes yeah, reference Vassar. to Vassar on Friends. Yeah. So that's why I was like, oh, this is really cool. Oh, one there's of, a name for this. Let me add this to my alliteration category. One of my cousins was talking about going to Vassar. That's what yeah. It, yeah. Smith and Vassar were in Radcliffe were the ones that I had heard of. These other ones I had no idea about. But all right. Well, good job, everyone. I hope we all learned a little something in that round. Um, so the, your final category in this alliteration round is in movie soundtracks. All right, so Tina Turner is often referred to as the queen of rock and roll. One of her hits, We Don't Need Another Hero, was featured on the soundtrack for what 1985 dystopian action film? Dystopian action film? The only one I can think of is, like, True Lies. No, no well, that's not, that's not really dystopian. Oh. Dystopian's going to... Not dy- True Lies. I'm sorry, not True Lies. Um, the other one with, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, Terminator? No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm totally. I mean, that's up. sort of dystopian. I'm uh, talking about Harrison Ford. Total Recall, right? Wasn't that? Oh, uh, that's well. That that was a. I guess that was sort of a dystopian future. So yeah, Total Recall. That and that is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh. Okay. But it wasn't '85. She said '85. Um. Wasn't there one with like Harrison Ford that was like a dystopian one? Ah. Uh... He did Blade Runner. Blade Runner. But that was that was not it. That wasn't 85 either. That was actually earlier. Oh. And none of those were alliterative. Uh, dystopian action film in 1985. I don't I don't remember uh, the Tina Turner song in question. I mean, Tina Turner was in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Mad Max is alliterative mm-hmm. and it's dystopian, but Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome is not alliterative. But Mad I know Max. Tina. I know Tina Turner was in that, and it probably came out around '85 because. Well, if she was in it, then it's yeah. Because be Road Warrior was was like '82, so it makes sense that Beyond Thunderdome would have been about '85. And again, I know she was in it, so it makes sense that she would have done something for the soundtrack. And Mad Max is alliterative, so right. I don't. I don't know if I'm going to come with anything yeah, else. Probably, so, probably. And it's definitely dystopian. So. Uh, yeah. Does that sound good? Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten there. So okay. I know. Uh, we'll say Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Mad Max Three. Okay, well, and the alliteration I wasn't even going for was not the Mad Max. It was the Tina Turner part. Um, oh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so the, the we don't need another hero is from uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. And I thought this was going to be harder because I did not know she was actually in the movie. So, um, yeah, so you guys uh, pick up 10 points there. I I watched the remake of Mad Max 
that they she, did with like Charlie Theron because it was nominated for the Oscar, so I had to watch it, and I want the yeah. like two hours of my life. She back. she 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 didn't like Fury Road, and I was I was I felt I was like uh-uh. I didn't I didn't dislike it, but I didn't necessarily quite completely buy as I much of the under- hype. As I didn't a lot understand a single thing that happened in that movie. The I watched it. And I was like, I don't even know what this is about. I still can't tell you what this is about. It's I sat here for two hours. I just think the guy played it. The guy played a guitar that shot flames out of it. I don't it's think what it was that. about. It's a technical. It's a technical. It's a simplistic story with a tech. It's a technological achievement that they got that with all practical stunts. True. That's all. It's a very simplistic story. It's there. They're going on a chase one direction, and they turn around, they come back the exact opposite direction. The story is simplistic well, as hell, but the... my Oscar party that year because it was nominated for best picture. Or was that the one we did the gas can? It was. We had we served a nice cocktail out of a gas That's can. That's right. So I did think that was creative. At least we made gasoline punch for Mad Max. Yeah. I now there use that go. gas candle to, to yes. store gasoline. Yeah. So there you go. Then so we used it for cocktails. That's right. But that was because we usually had an Oscar party with like a theme, and I was like, what the heck am I going to do for this weird Mad Max movie that I don't even understand? Gasoline punch it is. Cle- clearly, she took a ride down Fury Road. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I was very furious. I was like, what is this movie and why am I watching it? <laughs> okay, well, that brings us into our halftime. Uh, so this round, uh, everyone gets to play. And uh, the category is in sports payroll. Um, so for this category, I'm looking for five possible answers. You don't have to get them all right to get points. Uh, you'll get five points for each correct answer that you're giving me. Um, and there's only going to be five. So here we go. So as of October 2nd, 2020, what five major league baseball teams had the highest payrolls? And, uh, I specified payrolls as team salaries. That's how it was. Um, this is from ESPN.com. So that's how they uh, classified it. It's highest payrolls as team salaries, whatever that means. Um, so you'll get five points for each correct team that is named, and I need five of them. Okay. Uh, I think we'll go ahead and lock in. All right. So Chris and Sarah, what were you guys thinking? So we've got we've got four that we feel pretty good with. Uh, if it's 2020, this is before the Cubs dump you, Darvish, of the Cubs have to be on there. The Dodgers mm-hmm. just they just spent like drunken sailors. Dodgers have to be on there. Dodgers are probably number one. I, I think the Dodgers have been number one for a couple of seasons because they they also traded yeah. David Price and uh, Mookie Betts. They've got to be on there. Uh, the Yankees we figure have to be on there somewhere. I think in twenty twenty they were still paying Tanaka and they were definitely were still playing. Uh, Stanton, who's paid like $35 million a year. So that's what, three? The Yankees, the Cubs, the Dodgers. Uh, Red Sox. We said the Red Sox just because historically they're they're up there. They spend a crap ton of money every year. So we're, we're kind of down to the, the, the fifth one. So we've talked about the Padres because they 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 signed uh, Tatis Jr. for a long time. They have Eric Hosmer there as well. They have another one of their players signed long term at a really insane contract. One of their infielders, I think they're like I think three of their four starting infielders are just insanely well well paid. I don't know when those contracts go into play. We talked about. The Angels, because they have both Trout and Pujols at insane contracts. Uh, and then we talked about going east. We talked about, like, the the Phillies, because the Phillies have Bryce Harper. But I can't name another Phillies player. 
No, I think it's on the West Coast. I think I think we're on the right track staying on the West Coast. I feel better about the Angels than I do the Padres. I agree on that. Because I, like the Padres are taking on money now that they've traded for you, Darvish, and Blake Snell. Do so you want to go Angels then? So we'll go Dodgers, Cubs, Yankees, Red Sox, Angels? Yeah, let's do it. We'll lock those five in. Okay, so I just want to refresh. Dodgers, Cubs, Yankees, Red Sox. Angels. Angels. Okay. All right, Mike and Nikki, what were your five? What what were you guys thinking? Well, we, of course, locked in with the Rays, the Orioles. No, obviously, that's a joke. Um, (laughs) No, uh, we had a similar – Dodgers are number one of the bullet and have been for a while. I'm pretty sure Yankees are number two and – only have been not number one for a while because of the Dodgers. Uh, we, we put the Red Sox in because, again, they just they just always spend like crazy. I'm not sure. I always feel like I'm a couple years behind on team payrolls. Uh, we definitely flirted with both the Angels and the Cubs, uh, but we ended up sticking uh, in the West, and we went with the um, Astros in the uh, – I, I don't know if their payroll is still high, but uh, I think it's pretty high. And uh, – we 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 waffled back and forth between the Cubs and the Braves, and ultimately went with the Braves. So that was our five: Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, Astros, and Braves. As a Cubs fan, they were paying Darvish and Kimbrel along with Bryant and Rizzo. I couldn't get away from that, and Hayward an un- ungodly amount. But he had that 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 extra innings rain delay speech, so he's worth every penny. I'm done. Yep, done. <laughs> <laughs> no, it very well could be. We 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 wavered between those I, two, I, we, I, and I, I don't have a I much mean, of a leg to stand I on. I kind of. I was like, um, maybe Cubs, maybe Cubs. I don't know. So yeah. we have no idea. All right. So as of October 2nd, 2020, the five teams with the highest payrolls were uh, the Yankees, which the one I was looking at actually had it higher than the Dodgers, which is weird. But Oh, whatever. wow. Okay. Um, but the Dodgers were like literally like almost right behind them. Then the Boston Red Sox. Um, and then the Houston Astros oh. behind that. And then the Philadelphia Phillies after that. Oh, wow. Oh, really? the Phillies. Yeah. God damn it, Bryce Harper. My Phillies. hatred wow. for him maybe not even give them any credit. Can I ask a semi-serious question here? Sure. Who the hell else are the Phillies paying other than Bryce Harper? I do not know. <laughs> I don't know another player on that team. Andrew McCutcheon, is he still on there? Okay, Catch 20, Catch 22 is on there. Yeah, All you're right. right. Oh, I don't know. I don't there. know either. He was on a one-year contract last year. He was there yeah, last year. Know. Um, so the one that I just looked up, uh, the New York Mets are actually on Yeah, now, they are now. And the Red Sox were off. And then I read something about them having to pay out David Price's something, like $16 million or something. So maybe that, <laughs> I don't know if that's the reason why, but whatever. Uh, so yeah, so Yankees, well, Dodgers, The Mets Red are Sox, still paying Bobby Bonilla, so. Astros and Phillies, <laughs> so. I love Bobby Bonilla. Best contract ever. <laughs> right. So if I'm doing the math correctly, Mike and Nikki pick up 20 points in that round because they were five points each. Uh, Chris and Sarah pick up 15, and then that puts the totals at 70 points for Mike and Nikki and 41 for Chris and Sarah. Sarah, I, I'm sorry. I was the one that was dismissive of the Astros. I I couldn't fathom them being higher than the Cubs. I, I'm sorry. That's... No, I, I... Yeah. That's no, I, I'm with you. I, I wasn't actually thinking the Cubs. I was wavering between them and Los the angels but yeah 
Stupid um, Bryce Harper. The Cubs are actually 11th on the 2021 payroll. So. Oh, no. They, yeah, they dumped Darvish, Caratine. They dumped a lot of payroll this yeah. year. I don't have the original list, but I just have. Um, and there is a website. I'll give a shout out to spottrack.com with slash MLB slash payroll. And it seems like it updates like pretty regularly as things happen. Um, and that people are constantly moving up and down and they break it down by payroll, injured, reserved, retained, buried, how all the money is broken down and what their total is. So uh, just in case you guys are number of people and want to visit that website. Okay, we are now moving into round three. So this is one that you guys are going to alternate on to. This round I was actually going to make harder than it is, but for the sake of time, I'm going to make it a little bit easier for you guys. Um, the category is called what's missing from the list. So I am going to give you a description and four out of the five things that would be on the list. And you're going to tell me what is missing from the list. So there'll be a blank spot somewhere in the list. And you're going to tell me what fits in that blank spot. Uh, your category subcategories are geography, movies, military, and world government. Um, and Mike and Nikki get to pick first this round. Mike, it's only for I went literature first last time. You have to go geography this time. So I have to go oh, geography. Sure. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh uh-huh. yeah. Sorry, it doesn't work that way. So world government, military, movies, and geography. Um, I mean, I'd just rather go ahead and tick off movies. I feel like that's that's fine. That that seems to be the one that at least I we feel might, like we, we might may we might have get. a fighting chance. Right. I don't know. All right. Let's fine. Movies. All right. <laughs> so. This category. So what I was going to do is I was going to have you guys, I wasn't going to tell you like what the rankings were and you had to tell me what the theme of the questions are or whatever the rankings. Uh, but this is the last five MCU movies that were released in theaters as of January 2020. <laughs> this as is of kind January of the gimme. Yeah, this is kind of the gimme one, but depending Sorry. on the audience, but right. <laughs> um. So here are your your whatevers. Um, Spider-Man Far From Home, Endgame, Captain Marvel, Blank, Infinity War. So I need uh, to know the blank. Yes, it's uh, Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp. That is correct, 100%. Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> Chris is flicking you off a lot this game. I'm sorry, Chris. Okay, so Chris and Sarah, you get to pick from geography, military, and world government. What are you feeling, Sarah? <laughs> um, MCU movies was probably the only one I would get. Ditto. Uh, no, you're good at geography, aren't you? I mean, you're good at geography. Ish. Aren't you? Uh, I'm, I, I don't really know much anything about... So, you said there was world geography, there was military, and what was the other one? World government. World government? Uh, pick one. It, it it doesn't. You want to go geography? Yeah, let's go geography. Sure. Counting on you, buddy. All right, so. Marvel uh, I did, I did stop drinking, bullshit. so we'll see. So, your, your uh, geography category. Um. Here are the South American countries listed by population highest to lowest. Brazil, Colombia, 
Argentina, Peru, blank. Okay, so I'm going to run through these real quick. So, uh, Venezuela, Caracas, Venezuela. I have to sing the song from high school. Hold on. Caracas, Venezuela, Bogota, Colombia, uh, Lima, Peru, La Paz, Bolivia, Asuncion, Paraguay, Santiago, Chile, uh, Montevideo, Uruguay, Brasilia, Brazil, and then there's Guiana, French Guiana, and Suriname, which are not on the list. I'd be willing to bet it's Venezuela. I was actually, because she said, what Brazil? You said you said Brazil, Colombia, Colombia, Argentina, Peru. Peru. It's got to be Venezuela. Venezuela. All right, is that your locked in answer? We'll lock it in. All right, yep. so uh, you are getting points. Your correct answer is Venezuela. Nice to I would not have I even known how to list this out, so I thought that was a tough one. It's well, done. well done, well done, guys. Well done. All right, so uh, Mike and Nikki, you guys get to choose from military or world government. I think I'm inclined to go with military. Okay. Um, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll hear the question and I'll explain why I'm inclined to go military. Yeah. But go ahead, Leah. Yeah, military. military. Okay. So here we go. Uh, you are going to be uh, listing off the officer rankings in the U.S. Army from lowest to highest ranking. So, here goes. First lieutenant, captain, blank, lieutenant colonel, and colonel. And don't get me started why we pronounce it colonel when there's no R in the middle of the word. Why the, Why do, Why do? do the British pronounce it lieutenant when there's no F in the word? Who knows? No. Um, what I, was, he, what was your dad? He was a lieutenant colonel? Well, so my dad was a lieutenant colonel before, but, well, this is army, not marine corps, oh. but before my dad was a lieutenant colonel, he was a major. Mm. Uh, but my only hesitation is whether army ranks would be different than, uh, marine, marine ranks. Um, but I don't, if, and so it, it, she said first lieutenant mm-hmm. and then Leah, what was the second one, please? Captain. It was, that's right. Okay. first lieutenant and captain. Um, and my dad, yeah. Uh, he was major than lieutenant. The, the, my my yeah, my only hesitation is whether there's a second lieutenant or not. Um, in the army. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Because immediately did. before lieutenant colonel in the Marine Corps, I know was major. Um, honestly, the reason I picked military is because I was like, maybe she's going to be here, excluding the Space Force. Uh, here are the five branches of the military. That was kind of <laughs> what I was hoping. Um, I think it's I it's got to be major though. Um. I mean, yeah, I don't know how much they differ. But... I don't. I don't think they. I don't think they differ all that much. Uh, the only thing I know is that is one of the big ones is that in in the navy, captain is much higher. Mm-hmm. It's just one. It's one lower than admiral. But uh, I, yeah, I think I think it'd probably be major. So we'll we'll lock in with major. All right, and your correct answer is major. Nicely done, guys. And I do think the second lieutenant in the army for the because this is the officer rankings, which is slightly different than like the. Whatever. And second lieutenant would be a lower rank than first. Yeah, it would, it would, I don't know why it, I was hesitating on that. Right, it came right before, so it was like if you were ranking them, it'd be second lieutenant, then first lieutenant, then captain, then major, or whatever. I just right. didn't include that one. All right, so nicely done, everyone on that team, um, for picking up some <laughs> more points. You guys are you guys are really vibing on my game tonight. I really like it. Um, so that leaves world government with 
Sarah and Chris, I hope you guys enjoy your British monarchies because so excited. <laughs> you're, um, I'm going to list off uh, five, well, four monarchs, and you're going to tell me which monarch is missing from the list. And this is going to go from least recent to most recent. And it actually excludes the one who's currently um, holding the, the title. Um, all right. So it goes blank. So I'm looking for the oldest on this list. Edward the Seventh, George the Fifth, Edward the Eighth, and then George the Sixth. So who came before the Edwards and the Georges? Well, those particular Edwards and Georges. So, Sarah, um, I think we have to ask the Wookiee what's up. Uh, what are you drinking now? Oh, do you hear that? There oh, it is. This is. Oh, yeah. Did you oh, get the Dirty it's, Wookie? It's sexy, too. It is the Dirty Wookie by the Brewer's Cabinet. I text you and Mike a picture of this can because it's gorgeous. And it is an Imperial Brown Ale. Yes, those are popular. Oh, that's beautiful. That oh, it's gorgeous. But it does not know anything about the British monarchy. Okay, so, so. you had Edward the Seventh, Edward the Eighth, and what was, what was the other one? George Ed- the George. Fifth and George the Sixth. Are there any Henrys in there? Everyone was a Henry. Never touched a Willie or a Sam. No, no Henry the Eighth fans. No. I just heard Come you on. don't like that's... to touch Willies. So. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Mike, back me up here. The Henry the Eighth song, that's not on the one hit wonders bracket. Come on. I'm Henry the Eighth. I am. I am. I am. <laughs> um. Chris, I can't even begin to help you here, man. I am sorry. With George the Sixth obviously being the most recent, right? Yes. After him was Elizabeth the Second, but I did not include her because these lists only have five and not six. So, may her husband rest in peace. Um. So there's the, there's the Henrys, the Georges, the Edwards, obviously. I think there was a Richards as well. But I wouldn't know, and I, I honestly couldn't put a number to it. There was King Richard the Lionheart, but that actually might not be English. That might be maybe French. I believe that was Robin Hood. <laughs> Kevin Gosner. Richard the Lionheart was Robin Hood, really? No, he was the line. He was the king during the cartoon of Robin Hood. I know. I'm just... Too late to be known as John the First. He sure to be known as John the Worst. Sorry. It's like the best part of the whole movie. You've really got to watch that movie with me sometime. So here's where I'm. Uh, can we get the Mar- Marvel comic movies, please, for a hundred? Sure. Alex. Which came first? What do you got, Chris? I'll just do a fifty-fifty. The World Security Council is what I have. <laughs> They tried to nu- nuke New York City, but Iron Man stopped them, damn it. Do we um, get partial credit if we get a first name right? Sure. Absolutely. You know what? If you get the first name right, I'll give you the full credit. No, we don't need pity. That means it's not something simple like Henry, I feel like. 
No, so where I'm at here is it's way too simple for it to be another iteration of George or Edward. Richard's the one that comes to Henry. I don't think it's Henry. Henry was the Tudor king. I, I don't know much about royalty, but I don't think I can't remember. I can't think of a Henry that went that much past it. Uh, Sarah, I'm kind of leaning toward uh, Richard, the Richard King Richard, maybe. But again, I don't I have no idea if that's actually a French king or not. I know in England there's different houses and they kind of choose their name, I think, based on the house that they're coming from. But I, that could be faulty logic in and of itself. So, Right. I really am little, well, zero help here. I, like, part of me says, like, so, Richard II. I stand behind whatever you have to say. I have no idea. We'll go Richard II and just get this over with. Okay. Uh, so you guys are not picking up points. And this is really something that I feel like I have been taught multiple times. But I, it, this does not stick with me at all. Uh, so the first monarch of, uh, I guess, Britain um, was Anne. This is not the correct answer. This just goes back. But hers was in 1707 was when, she, or no, 1702 when she first started the British monarchs. So a lot of the people you guys named were all earlier and that was before like the British monarch was actually established as like the the role that it still is today. Um, so in order that all the, this, these are all the monarchs, but I'll also include um, the one that you guys are at. So it started out with Queen Anne, then George the first, second, and then the third, then the fourth, then William the fourth, and then the one that you guys were missing from the list was Queen Victoria. Uh, you guys were in like you guys were like in the 14th century or something. Yeah. Like that. They, they were fighting crusades and everything yeah. like that. Yeah, you guys were all hitting things like way <laughs> earlier. Maybe if I had given you like a time frame, it would have been a little bit easier. But then it goes Victoria, then Edward the Seventh, then George the Fifth, then Edward the Eighth, then George the Sixth, then Elizabeth the Second, and then in probably a year or so, we'll get a new one. I'm not putting that out in the universe. Like, I mean, her wow. husband just died. Wow. So poor, poor Philip. I, yeah. yeah. He wasn't a monarch. He was a consort. Right. I will say that that was probably the hardest one. I just felt like I wanted to put a, I like, I always want to put more like history government questions in because I feel like we don't get that enough on here. And this is no, why I, lo- I loved it. I thought that. I, I'm, I'm very like with the British monarch, like all those, like the later ones are hard. Like I actually yeah. think they're hard because like I, oh, yeah. I'm more fascinated by like the older ones. The yeah. older ones. I mean, those are the crazy ones. I, I, all the, the crusade stuff and the, but, but, War yeah, the roses. And... Believe that was actually really. I didn't realize before then. I guess they wouldn't have been considered British monarchs. It would have been. Um, I don't know what they would have called them. But it yeah, I don't know different. what. Yeah. they're officially called. Like I don't know if they were like subsection P- I mean I just I don't know what they were called but the actual monarchy doesn't start till 17 yeah. whoa I was all the way back in the 1100s yeah you were oh yeah no you were you you were legit you were legit like I was I was like uh, Shakespeare wrote a play about Richard the second so <laughs> I, was, I wanted to say with Richard three and Richard two and I wanted to sing that because that was in the something rotten so but okay all right so you're we're going into round four our scores are 90 points for Mike and Nikki and 51 points for Chris and Sarah 
not a blowout yet, guys. We got one more regular category, and then we got this uh, this wackadoodle crazy final round that who knows what that's gonna be. All I'm right. totally excited because it's not a wager round, so. Yeah, that's what Chris Even said. Even if before. I can lose my points, the fact that I don't have to come up with a wager just is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Chris was like, wait, you have, because I was saying, I was like, here are some categories. I'm not going to tell you the questions, but these are categories. I need to only do four and I have five questions. And he's like, well, just move the one that you're not going to use to the wager round. And I was like, but I don't have a wager round. So I just had to bank that last one for another day. All right. So this um, round, uh, Chris and Sarah are actually going to get to pick which ones you want, but they're not going to have subcategories. So this is going to be called. You're going to choose odds or evens. That's how you, that's what you guys get to do. Please do what I'm hoping. Um, so this round is called, what year was it? I'm going to give you three facts about the year, and you're going to tell me what in what year it happened. I wrote this game way before uh, Mike did his, uh, his year round on the last game, and I didn't feel like changing it because I had done a lot of research on this. So we're just, <laughs> we're just going to go for it. Um, cause I didn't, I wasn't on that game. So I just heard about it last week when I was listening to it on our podcast. So <laughs> whatever, we're just going with it. So, uh, I'm going to give you three See, facts. It helps, I've already forgotten all of that. So. Okay, good. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm sure they have to, I'm going to give you three facts about the year and you're going to tell me what year it happened. You're going to get 10 points for guessing the correct year. Um, and you're only going to get five points if you can name within two years, either way. So, okay. Right. So points. Chris and Sarah, okay. do you want odds or evens? Odds. Odds. All right, here we go. So you guys can go ahead and start with the first one. Fact number one, the earliest recorded use of the term personal computer in the report of a speech by computing pioneer John Mockley in the New York Times. Fact two, the Taco Bell fast food restaurant chain is founded by Glenn Bell in Downey, California. And number three. John Glenn becomes the first American to orbit the Earth three times in four hours and 55 minutes. And then you're going to tell me what year you think it is. And if you're within two, you get five points. If you hit the year right on the head, it's ten points. This was early 60s, right? I was in the late 50s. Um the only the only thing that leads me anywhere near that era though is the John Glenn piece. Uh, right. I have no idea when Taco Bell was founded. I have no i no idea when the personal computer was like coined. I know time named it like person of the year at some point, which is bogus. But <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm only with John. I. I mean, I feel like it was early 60s. Like, wasn't it? Kennedy said, we'll get to the moon by the end of this decade. And I had to say decade. I can't say decade when I'm quoting that for some reason. It's my favorite thing in the world. (laughs) And we landed on the moon in, what, 69? Giggity. I don't even know if that's right. Uh, yeah, early. I, what I'm, year I'm, were you thinking? I was at fifty nine, but I think that I okay. do think that's when was Sputnik? Because I was around like. Now I'm moving more towards like sixty three. 
Right. I was thinking like 61 to 63. Okay. So if we pick a number that puts us in the middle of at least what we were both leaning on. Uh, yeah, I have no idea what yeah. your Taco Bell was <laughs> created. Been giving people but diarrhea since 1963. Crazy, right? I have no idea. Uh, Has Taco Bell been around that long? Do they have diarrhea? I don't know. I, uh... <laughs> they have diarrhea in 1960, whatever. Oh, yeah, that was close. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at what point do they open their late night menu where they're open till three o'clock in the morning instead of all the drunk people taking Ubers through their freaking drive throughs? I don't know. Um, <laughs> you want to go like 62 to kind of give us a little bit of wiggle room? So here's the question. I think, yeah, because that's between. Yeah, 62 gives us like 60 to 64. You want to do that? Yeah, I don't remember the first question, but I remember not knowing it. So I don't, that's not going to help me at all. We'll go 62. It's fine. I'm so proud of you guys. Your correct answer is 1962. Shut up. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I was like, well done. It was really hard for me not to to do anything. I, uh, yeah. And that's the only reason I would have gotten there is the is the I feel like the John Glenn one it at least puts you in a semi good time frame. Wait, Taco Bell was invented in night or not invented, I guess, but like it was founded by Glenn Bell, which is where they get the bell from, I guess. So if we open our own uh, taco restaurant, it'd be Taco Liguri. I mean, who wouldn't want to eat there? I mean, I mean, guess McDonald's was probably the it, 50s. I mean, it just going to be like a bunch of cheese and pepperoni tied like, up in a taco you know, shell? Yeah. <laughs> it's an Italian taco. Like, a genuine Italiano taco. That's what we'll do. Italian <laughs> tacos. That'll be our gimmick. You get, make, yeah, exactly. Make Italian tacos. Why not? <laughs> it's like two of my favorite I'd eat things. the shit out of an Italian taco. Yeah. Spaghetti They're called calzones. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. It's like, and who doesn't love calzones? Let me just throw that out there. All right, so Mike and Nikki, here is your first question. Or, I guess, facts. Number one, the Chicago White Sox defeat the Milwaukee Brewers 7-6 to six in the longest game in Major League history. 25 innings totaling 8 hours and 6 minutes. Number two, aboard the Space Shuttle Challenger, astronaut Catherine Sullivan becomes the first American woman to perform a spacewalk. And number three, Terms of Endearment wins Best Picture and four other Academy Awards. All right. Uh, so after the Challenger, I knew it was before 1986 yeah. because that's when it blew was up. It 84? I think Terms of Endearment would have won in 84 because it came out in 83. Yeah. So, uh, and that would be that would be about right for the Challenger thing. And uh, I don't know about the baseball. I, the the base yeah the well but but one of the key things with the baseball is well we already knew we already knew it was pre nineties but the White Sox wouldn't have been playing the Brewers after they moved to the National League but uh, I mean I knew it. it's got to be between like I mean if we, I think we I, get we get a two year okay I mean I think it's it's, gotta, I think eighty four it's got to be between like eighty three and eighty five it had to be before eighty six I'm almost positive Terms of Endearment came out in eighty two or eighty three and I'm pretty sure it was eighty three which means it would have won the Academy Award in eighty four okay so. I mean that was my first inclination was eighty four yep sounds good nineteen uh. We'll go very George Orwell and say 1984. Good harmony. All right. 
your correct answer is 1984. Spot on. Good job, guys. Nice job. I also forgot that Mike also said, I learned a lot about Mike too in these podcasts, but I remember once he said that he knew all of the Academy Award winners back to like the 30s or something because you and Nikki played it in the car. No, it was was the the 70s. Yeah, well, this is the luck of the draw of what questions you guys are getting. Um, All right, so... The next question for Chris and Sarah. Here we go. Google Incorporated was founded in Menlo Park, California by Stanford University PhD candidates Larry Page and Sergey Brin. Sergey Brin? Something like that. Number two. A film becomes the first to gross $1 million at the U.S. box office. And number three. Canadian actor, writer, and comedian Phil Hartman is killed by his wife after a domestic discord. Okay, hold on. Is that $1 million in a single day? It just says the film becomes the first to gross $1 billion. Oh, $1 billion. Billion. Okay. US I thought you said a million. I'm like, the answer that I know does not match up with $1 million. <laughs> Okay, sorry. I might have misspelled or misspoke. Uh, <laughs> Billion B, as in ball. Was it the the year Phil Hartman died? What was the right? year Phil Hartman died? Was that died? the last one? Yeah, yes. yeah, it was. Yeah, that what, was what year did, did Phil Hartman die? So it was sometime after the 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 criminally not even criminally the movie that I think is a a phenomenal film a a top tier Christmas movie Jingle All the Way which oh, is so much better than love. a Muppets Christmas Carol and Mickey's Christmas Carol for that matter. Oh Jesus! I no. feel like Mike just no. gave me the finger while having a conversation with his wife. You're the one who answered a Christmas Carol as one of your answers earlier in the same game. I know, and it bit it me. It was once. alliteration. Yeah. Uh, no, ninety eight, right? That's what you said. It was ninety eight. I I do remember the airfall. I don't know the. I I remember the airfall. Hartman died. Yeah, nineteen ninety eight. We'll go with it. All right, and your correct answer is nineteen ninety eight. Nicely done. Spot on. Ten points for you guys. Good pull, Sarah. So, what film was the first to gross? Well done. The box office with one billion. If it was nineteen ninety eight. It was. I believe it was February when it hit the one billion mark. I'm assuming Titanic. It was Titanic. Yes. I was totally gonna have the Titanic. word. I was gonna have the word Titanic in it, and I was like, "Nope, that's gonna make it way too easy for you guys to get." So I took that word off. All right, so we're going into our last question in the year round. So here we go, Mike and Nikki. Number one, the first NBA All Star game of basketball is played in the Boston Garden. Number two, the National Olympic Committee of the Soviet Union is formed. The USSR will participate in the Olympic Games in Helsinki the following year. And number three, I Love Lucy makes its debut on CBS television in the United States. What year is this? Okay, so early 50s, we know it's, uh, she said next, she said it would be in Helsinki the next year. Mm-hmm. Winter Olympics were still on the on the multiples of four back back then. That didn't they, they didn't swap they didn't start alternating with the summer until much later. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be 
51 or 47 pretty much because and and my inclination would be 51 based on I, that yeah, because I, mean, I just don't know if I don't think, been, I, think I don't think Lucy was would have been that far back yeah. or exactly and so 1951 makes sense as the debut of I Love Lucy and it makes sense as the Soviet Union would have participated in the Olympics the next year in Helsinki, the Winter Olympics in Helsinki. I'm assuming it's the Winter Olympics. Maybe it was the Summer Olympics in Helsinki. It doesn't matter. It was multiple of four. Uh, so I think 51 is probably a good, it's probably a good guess. I mean, I just feel like 47 would be early for I Love Lucy. I agree. I agree. Because it was a very 50s show. Yeah, yeah like, absolutely. Um, and plus it was when it aired in the United States. Well, I mean, it didn't air. But it wouldn't have, I don't think it would have. It's also a very American yeah, show. So I don't think it would have aired. Right. Um, but yeah, I would say 51. That, that's a good I think, guess. I think 50, that's a good guess. Uh, Leah, uh, you did, uh, just with the Soviet Union thing, you did say they would first uh, be in Helsinki the following year? Yeah, the following year. After they okay. um, joined th- the thing, the Olympic Committee thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, then I, then I think we'll lock in with 1951. Okay, 1951. Well, your correct answer is 1951. Are you guys kidding me? You all got the exact years on every single one of my questions. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> I was so impressed on 62. I would have said 61 yeah. or 60. That was well done. Yeah, that was lucky. We we were trying to go that 63. That was luck. <laughs> it's like, we'll go 62 to hedge our bets. We went in the middle of what we were both yeah. thinking. Well, and you guys think Kennedy was killed in 63. So, like, I don't know. I feel like the speech that you were right. talking about probably would have happened. Yeah, but I couldn't that. tell if if that if John Glenn circumnavigating the Earth three times would have happened. Is that is, is it circumnavigating? Is that the right even, even the right term? Orbiting, yeah, orbiting. Well, well it's orbiting, but circumnavigating, I think, yeah. works it applies in, to. in its way. It's, yeah. it, he's technically in a ship. Yeah, right. For sure. All right, so going into our wackadoodle final question round, <laughs> I have no idea how this is even going to work, but you know, I like We're, experimentation. I'm so excited so. for it. I'm here for it. Well, you say that now until I hear your question. All right. Um, so I think the scores going into it are 110 to 71. Shit. I think those, I think those are uh, the scores that I have. I'm sorry, Sarah. All right. So this final Wait, question. No, no way. Um, so <laughs> there are going to be 18 possible answers <laughs> for, oh, this, <laughs> for this final. We have to get all 37 of them. For this final question. (laughs) All right, so again, I have no idea how um, this is going to go, but um, so there's going to be 18 possible answers. You are going to get three minutes to discuss with your partner. Um, I think I think I figured out a way to make that part work. you will get three points for every correct answer. So you don't have to name all 18. Um, uh, but you'll get three points for every correct answer. But if you give me an incorrect answer, plot twist, you will lose five points. So you want to f- essentially feel some kind of strategy in going on with that. So you'll get three points for a correct answer. But if you give me an incorrect one, you will lose five points. So that makes it anybody's game. Anybody's so we game. get to we get to give you eighteen answers and but we can potentially lose doing the math ninety points. Yeah, if that's what that math goes to, then yes, it's eighteen <laughs> times five. Is that if you give me eighteen complete incorrect? Yeah, so you don't have to give me all eighteen. You can give me as many as you feel comfortable with, gotcha. or as little okay. as you feel comfortable with. It's all in your strategy, but you only have three minutes to strategize and give me and write down eighteen up to eighteen answers. So we'll see. Okay. So here's your question. There are 18 types 
of Pokemon in the Pokemon universe. So I need to know the 18 types. These are not names of specific Pokemon. These are types of Pokemon. Pokemon fit into specific type categories. I need the type categories. And there are 18 of them. So I will go ahead and start my timer now. And you guys can talk out your 18. You have three minutes. Go. All right, Sarah. So I know that I've played Pokemon Go. So there's a few. There's Okay. A- I've never touched a Pokemon in my life. Uh, well, they're fake. Yeah, we would not have touched them. Um, so there's a grass-type Pokemon, there's a ghost-type Pokemon, a water-type Pokemon, ice-type Pokemon. Hold on, I'm writing these down. Grass, ghost, water. Water, ice, ground. Whoa. I think there's a normal Pokemon. I think they're just called normal Pokemons. There's a psychic Pokemon. Because, like, a Psyduck is a psychic-type Pokemon. Um, yeah, so I was thinking. Oh, God, what are Mew and Mewtwo or something weird? Um, electric, because there's a electric is a like Pikachu. Okay. Okay. Um, electric type Pokemon, grass ground. So what is like a slug? I think there's a I think there's a bug type Pokemon. Bug. So, I think so. I don't know what like a like a Beedrill and um. All that would be there's a flying type Pokemon. I think like a Pidgey is a flying type Pokemon. My God, I'm a nerd. I don't even watch. You are. I love this. I'm just writing. You're talking. I'm writing. I don't know shit about Pokemon unless there's like a rock Pokemon. There is a rock Pokemon. Yes. A Geodude is a rock type Pokemon. Can I get credit for my one answer that I didn't know was real? We've got a minute and a half left. Uh, Rock. Okay. Uh, Is there like. Wizard Pokemons, I don't fairy so. Pokemon. What the hell is Mister Magic Pokemons? I don't know about a magic type. Like, there's actual like they've actually named them. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I have eleven so far. Is that what you have? I feel like I'm missing one. One, two, three. Yeah, I have eleven. Okay, so there's a rock type. Um. There's a flying uh, dark. There's a dark type Pokemon because I think uh, Murkrow is a dark Pokemon. D A R K. Yes, dark. D A R K. Okay. Uh, this may I, I may be way off here. So there's Charmander. I think it's a fire type. I don't know that for sure. <laughs> I like that you know their names. Well, it's, it's I didn't one of them choose fire. Charmeleon and Charizard. Um, I know the evolutions of the damn Pokemon, for God's sake. All right, let's go with this. Let's go with grass, ghost, water, ice, ground, normal, psychic, electric, bug, flying, rock, dark, and fire. Okay. You good with that? Any more out of the Ding, 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 ding. Time is up. All right. So, uh, Mike and Nikki, do you guys want to start? Sure. Uh, I am the guy that once tweeted, I to this day have no idea what Pokemon is, and then parentheses put Pokemon are, question mark. Don't know if it's singular or plural. Don't know anything about it. Nikki knew knew more than I did, so uh, she locked in with our answer, and I'm going to let her share our answer. All right. I think there's a fluffy yellow one, so fluffy yellow. <laughs> fluffy yellow. <laughs> and then 17 blanks. 
You guys got the same answer I got. It's amazing. And Chris, I'm sure you'll share with me the one that that came up in Jeffrey's game where I was like, how was that the easy question when the much easier question was the hard question? You said, because it was a Pokemon thing. And I said, there is a micro generation that knows that. You're right. Okay. And then... Um... <laughs> Chris, we actually have a list. We yeah. have a list. Sarah, why don't you tell us the one that you got first? Uh, no, I didn't per- particularly get any of them. I know that there's a yellow Pokemon, but um, it's Pikachu. Chris, Pikachu. Yeah, Chris. If these are right, like he he nailed it, man. I'm I am embarrassed and impressed for you all at the same time. So we- for the record, for the record. If we lose on a Pokemon question, I'm legitimately proud. Yeah, there you go. So, I played Pokemon Go for longer than I want to admit. Um, More than zero seconds? Holy shit. I thought that game was actually pretty fun. (laughs) It encouraged me to get out and go walking and explore different parts of my community that I rarely ever got yelled at for exploring because most of them were on public property. Not all of them. With that being said, Sarah and I talked through a list, and this is what I came up with. Say say them slowly so I can write them down. Okay. Uh, The first type I have is a grass-type Pokemon, G-R-A-S-S. Because I think Bulbasaur is a grass-type Pokemon. Then I came up with a ghost Pokemon. um, And I think uh, Ghastly is a ghost-type Pokemon. I'm going to give you the name of the ones that I think are actually that type, too. I'm not sure if that helps you at all. I Um, have examples in my description, (laughs) so we can just edit that part out when I talk about it, because it'll just make that part go faster. Wait, Chris, when we get to the one that I guessed on that was a real one, I'd like to say that one to pretend like I helped our team. No, you did, because I didn't come up with that one. Uh, There's a water-type Pokemon, because Squirtle is definitely water. Uh, We came up with an ice-type Pokemon, and I'm blanking on an ice-type Pokemon right now. Um, I think there's one that looks like a giant penguin, but I'm not sure. Uh, there's a ground-type Pokemon, I think. I don't know that for sure. And then I wrote down a normal-type Pokemon, and I'm regretting that answer right now. Uh, I don't know if there actually is a normal Pokemon, but we wrote down normal. Uh, psychic Pokemon, because I know Psyduck is psychic. An electric-type Pokemon, because I think Pikachu is electric. Mike, get your head out of your hands, my friend. We all have the things that we're good at. I'm okay at this. Uh, I think there is a bug-type Pokemon because I believe there's like a Weedle or a Beedrill. One of those two that's a bug. Um, I think there's a flying-type Pokemon because there are definitely Pokemon that are birds. Uh, Sarah, which one did you have? Uh, 100% there's rock Pokemons, (laughs) R-O-C-K, which was my answer and obviously it's super right yeah because geodude is in fact a giant levitating rock with two i couldn't think of the name definitely it was geodude though thank you um and then we have a dark type pokemon because i think the murkrow is a dark crow don't ask me why and then we wrote down fire because Charmander is my little brother's favorite Pokemon. And he'll love this when he listens to it or hate this because I got a bunch wrong. But I wrote down we wrote down fire as well. All right. So you had 13 total? I think so. But I don't know how many of those are right. right. I don't know. I don't know if the actual if the types are right. I have no idea. 
confused. Yeah. All right, I'm going to name you the 18 types of Pokemon. All right. We I'm have All right. We, we have normal Pokemon. <laughs> Snorlax. <laughs> Snorlax is an example of a normal Pokemon. We have a fire Pokemon. Charmander is an example of a fire Pokemon because he breathes Char- fire. Char- Charmander was the thing that, that Jeffrey mentioned that I was thinking of that was a thing that I was supposed to know. Yeah. Back uh, in a way early episode. There's a water Pokemon, which Squirtle is an example of a Pokemon. Woo-hoo. In the Pokemon universe, a lot of Pokemons are combinations of a lot of these. So the ones that I have listed are true. Like, this is their only type. But there are some that are, like, flying and fighting, which is another one on here. Fighting Pokemon. You guys did not get that one. Oh, uh, yeah. The Mankey is a, in the hip, hip mo hypno team whatever there's these ones that have like little fists and they fight look like they're fighting those are fighting pokemon um there's grass type pokemon a tangella or tangella i don't know how to pronounce it is a type of grass the most popular type of electric pokemon is a pikachu ice type pokemon there's only like three that are truly only ice and one of them is the glally never heard of it I haven't gotten there in my Pokemon game yet. Um, there is a poison type Pokemon. Did you guys? You guys didn't say poison. We did not. You did not. So that is like the Nidorans. Um, there's a purple and a blue one. They are both poison ones. Uh, there's a ground type Pokemon, which is one that you guys had on your list. And a Sand Shrew. Sand Shrew is a truly ground type Pokemon. There is a flying Pokemon and a Tornadus, another one I didn't know, is a a strictly flying one. Most of them are combinations of other ones, too. There is a psychic Pokemon, which you guys had on your list. Uh, Like the Abra and the Kadabra are examples of the psychic Pokemon. There is a bug-type Pokemon. The Caterpie is the first bug one that you can usually get in the games. It's a pretty basic one. Then there is the Rock Pokemon. Good job, Sarah, for pulling that out. The Sudowoodoo. Sudowoodoo? Sudowoodoo. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to say that name, but it's a rock type Pokemon. It's a tree with little branches. How is a tree a rock type Pokemon? I don't know. (laughs) Sudowoodoo. That's how I pronounce it. I don't know. Um, Then there is the ghost type Pokemon, and the Mistrevis is uh, a popular ghost one. There is a dark type Pokemon, and one of the Eevee evolutions of the Umbreon. Umbreon is a dark type Pokemon. And then I don't believe you got these other three. Um, one is the Dragon type Pokemon, and uh, Dragonair or Dragonite um, are, are Dragon type Pokemons. There is a Steel type Pokemon. Oh, Onyx, yeah. Yeah, and like the Registeel is the one that I have an example of. And then this is one that Sarah mentioned, but Chris did not pick up on at all when she was trying to come up with things, and it's the Fairy <gasps> type Pokemon. <gasps> so Sarah listed Fairy, but you were not paying attention, or didn't I didn't think it was one. And the Clefairy or Clefable are examples of the Fairy. So by my so technically cal- I got two Pokemon. Yeah. And so by my calculations, you got them all right um, that you'd listed. You did not list an incorrect one, so you will only be gaining (laughs) points. 13 times 3 is 39. You previously had 71, so that brings you up to 110. I'm sorry. Congratulations. So, Mike and Nikki, uh, they locked in with one answer, and that was 
the flur- flurry, the furry yellow one. That is an incorrect answer. So you previously had one ten points, um, but because Whoa. you gave me an incorrect answer, you <laughs> lost five points. So I'm the game sorry, is. Not to guess oh one. my god! I, no, my 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 exact words were: if they can beat us on this, they can have it because. <laughs> So the oh, game yeah. ends with uh, 105 to 110. Chris and Sarah are our winners tonight. Good job, guys. Well, well, well done. Well done, guys. As 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 I said, I feel proud at how little I know about Pokemon. Pikachu would be proud. I mean, uh, Pika- I think Pikachu would be proud yeah. because Pikachu knows that he's the only thing worth knowing about yeah. Pokemon. Oh man, that's why he made it a whole movie all about himself that had nothing to do with the rest of Pokemon. Maybe it did. I don't know. I'm not going to see the movie. It literally had Pikachu. everything to do with the rest of the Pokemon. Well, because I was really oh, okay. like when I did the math, I was like, oh crap, they're ending at 110. I don't have a tiebreaker, and then I was like, oh, I forgot my rules that they lost points and because it did the fur i don't have to come up with the tiebreaker so i am grateful for that sorry oh no i don't i <laughs> behold my field of fucks and see that it lies wow. barren this is the longest we've ever gone into an episode before earning an explicit tag yeah we did pretty good with our swearing this time good job guys nope Good I would, job. Like, I mean, like I, you know, I, but now, but I'm kind of impressed. Like, I didn't, I didn't know it was like categories. Like if I thought it was like categories, I might would have guessed. Like okay, there's a flying one, but I didn't. Like I don't, I didn't know that they like fell into categories like well, that. And Chris stopped playing Pokemon Go with me like four years ago. I still play it every day, but Chris like, hasn't played Pokemon for four Go years. So how do you, how do you still remember this stuff from four years ago? It's not from four years ago. It's from 14 years ago when Jeffy was growing up watching Pokemon every morning. But did they talk about the types? Yeah. On the c- cartoons. Yes. Oh. This was going to be my. Just, it wasn't just the cartoons. He had the the red and the blue on the Game Boy. He was he had the cards. Jeffy was obs- he still is obsessed with Pokemon. Well, I put this in as like a punishment for you because I didn't think you were going to do well, and I was going to be like, well, you would have done better if you still played Pokemon with your wife, and that was going to be my. I was going to like rub it in your face, and then you ended up <laughs> blowing me away, and now we're going to have to go play Pokemon tomorrow. I'm sorry. I it's just something we so have to go do. Impressed. So impressed, Chris. I, I, hold on. Are you impressed that I got the answers right or that somehow I still got married and had a kid while knowing so much about Pokemon? <laughs> Both of those. Your wife still <laughs> plays Pokemon. <laughs> like hand in hand. Like I, I said in my previous statement, I'm embarrassed but also impressed for you. Um, Yeah. I'll, I'll take yeah. it. That, that was kind of how I got through high school. Embarrassed but still somewhat impressed. I'll take that. <laughs> Oh man, that was a Leah. That was a hell of a game. That was a lot I of hope fun. Hope you guys have fun. fun. That was a good game. Thank no, you, that was, Leah. That was, that, was, that was a great game until the final question. <laughs> oh, you totally fucked me there. Uh, fucked us there. Like, but you didn't have to make a wager. So, yeah, I, I, I would, I would legitimately have. I think I would have rather lost on a wager round because I would have wagered zero on any round in featuring if it was Pokemon. Pokemon. Oh my I'm sorry. I said if they can beat us by that, yeah, if they can name that you're getting And you guys you should really? be very proud because you really wiped the floor with them. And if there was a rebound, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, if there was a rebound round, you would have won. You guys, you would have locked them out probably. <laughs> oh Does my it, No, no, but yeah, you. Hey, I tip my hat to your all's knowledge of Pokemon. Thank you. You guys played it really you guys played it really well. Yeah, we, we had this really good strategy of not playing well for four rounds and winning in the last round. It was a great strategy, Sarah. I'm I, glad I we thought talked everybody was impressive the with the years though. We all got No, the years. yeah, the years yeah, for sure. The years is amazing. I still can't believe you guys pulled nineteen sixty two. Oh man. 
guys that was a f- that was fun um everyone if you're if you're enjoying the show listen it, it does take a lot to kind of put this on we're giving everyone here gives up their time and they're actually gives up some of their alcohol it's amazing because they they literally pour beer and bourbon down their throats so you can have a good time seriously if you're having if you're enjoying <laughs> the show uh, leave us a five-star rating write us a review that would be awesome uh pub trivia experience is on facebook and instagram pub trivia experience twitter at pub trivia pod due to those damn character limitations don't forget rate review subscribe uh, if you're enjoying the show and you want to be a part of it pub trivia experience at gmail.com or reach out to us on any one of the socials but for now for this week i have been chris i've been leah nikki mike sarah we will see you all again next week. Have a good one, everyone.